Welcome. We're so glad you're here today. Today is a special day. I am going to be very quick. That's not why it's a special day, even though some of you may be uh, cheering for that. But we have um, other things that we're going to be getting to. We're going to have a baptism today. We have some people that are, are joining our church as covenant partners. And then afterwards, we're even going to spend a few minutes just talking about uh, how you can get involved in Church at the Creek for our serve day. So this is just a fun community day where we get to celebrate all these things. And I'm excited to be here. So uh, I will make my time brief. So uh, we're starting a new series and I'm just going to introduce it today talking about pretty ugly people. Now, I'm not directing any attention necessarily at, uh, at any of you. You can, you can take that how you want, but essentially what we're talking about, and the title of my message today is, it is easy to hide an ugly heart behind a beautiful face. I don't know why we do this sometimes. I thought that I would grow out of this as I got older, but I'm so, we're all influenced so much by aesthetics, by looks, by the things that we see. And, and I'll tell you, and I'll prove to you, it still affects you in life, um, just by this. Okay, here we go. Here is uh, a beautiful squirrel right here. Isn't this beautiful? Everybody, how, how do you respond when you see the squirrel? Ah, uh, oh, yeah, look at the squirrel getting the nut. Look at the squirrel climbing the tree. Oh, it's so cute. It's got the big fluffy tail, almost a smile on its face. It's up to, it's up to crazy things. We love our squirrels, don't we? Just want to feed them at the park. Oh, they're so spectacular. And then we have this. A little rat, okay, uh, this is a hairless rat. Uh, anybody want to anybody like feed this guy uh, uh, anything at the park? Anybody want to give this a, a peanut or whatever? Of course not. If you saw this thing at the park, you would scream and run away, right? Everybody agree? What? They're both rodents. We recognize that, don't we? They're both rodents. They both probably carry disease. They're both disgusting and dirty, but one is just, one is cute and one is not. I don't know what it is about us, but we ascribe sometimes uh, even moral virtue and value to looks. It's such an odd thing, but it's just a natural thing that we do uh, as we're going. Um, and some of you will be going around and getting candy from your neighbors, which I, I highly recommend. Anytime uh, neighbors are giving away free candy uh, tomorrow, uh, go and do it. I'll be giving away candy at my house tomorrow night. But as, as people think about, you know, Halloween and the spooky, scary things in life, it's always, it's always interesting how the scary, spooky things are like ugly, hideous creatures, right? That's the evil things. But the good things are beautiful. That's how we think about things, but is that really the reality? Do we base everything on aesthetics, everything on looks, 
Or is there more significant and important things in life? Over this series, we're going we're gonna to look at the fact that outward beauty is not as significant as inward beauty. We're going to talk about how we can live in an ugly world. Sometimes this world is an ugly place. How can we live in that and be at peace with that? We're also going to talk about how we can learn to love people when sometimes they treat us in an ugly way. How do we deal with all of these things? Because our world is filled with ugliness and we need to have a good perspective on it. This is what 1 Peter 3, 3 says. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is great worth in God's sight. Pretty incredible words and, and thoughtful words for us to give some consideration to. We recognize that there are times in life that we can focus on outward things, outward appearances, and miss the more significant. Miss the things that are more important. I'll tell you this, that... Uh, first thing I want to talk about today is the fact that beauty many times is deceptive. Sometimes it's deceptive. Sometimes it can cloud our thinking and cloud our judgment. Proverbs 31.30 says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And I think it can be applied even more broad. You know, anyone who is truly fearing the Lord and honoring God and doing virtuous things, that is something that should be praised and honored and exalted. And other things, outward appearances, are not as significant, not as important. I don't know why we get caught up in beauty, why we get caught up in these things, and sometimes it can cloud our judgment. Sometimes we can just be deceived by looking at outward things, outward appearances. You know, sometimes even when our kids are growing up, we can, we oftentimes, we praise the outward instead of praising things that are more significant. The inward beauty, the person who fears the Lord, character traits that are developing in our kids. I, I, I remember there was many times where we, we would see our daughter do something cute and say, you're so cute. You're so beautiful. Let's take pictures of this and we'll do all these things and let's dress up. And sometimes, almost automatically, without thinking about it, we can praise beauty or those outward things more than we praise character traits. How do we do that? Why do we do that? My daughter's over here laughing because she's saying, you never did that with our son. Uh, well, you know, well... He's our ugly smart kid. So uh, what, do I, what, what do I do about that? You know, joking, joking. Okay. All right. Um, I'm trying to praise the inward instead of the outward. Um, all right. Uh, going to be in trouble for that one later on, but uh, we'll keep moving on. Um, so there's lots of different ways that we can be deceived by beauty. That we can, we can get caught up in this. And I think it's, it's more than just looks, but it's kind of the excitement, maybe, of our first impression or first things that we see. 
You know, of course, we can get caught up in and we can get deceived by just plain old physical looks and dating relationships and other things. We can get caught up in that and not recognize more important virtuous things. But I think, you know, there's also like those moments where things are really exciting. Things are just appealing. Things are just kind of like, seems like stuff is happening and it's exciting. Like maybe there's this moment where you have like this emotional high. You have like this experience. You have like this moment where it just feels like this is exciting. This is something that I want to be a part of. And, and it gets you to a point where you're like, I, I'm gonna, this is what I'm going to do with my life. This is what I'm going to give my life to. But then... When we think about discipline, or we think about hard work, or we think about the grind, or we think about like the mundane or the ordinary things in life, not as exciting, not as appealing, not as fun. You know, I think that sometimes we even like we whatever we focus on the temporary things in life, just little little simple thrills, style, status. Any of these little things that are just kind of those temporary first impressions that maybe at first when you look at them or when you first experience something in life, you look at it and say, that's it. That's what I've been missing. That is the beauty I should seek. That is the thing that I need in my life to find fulfillment, to find happiness, to have excitement, to have something going on in my life to make me feel like I'm complete. And that's, as we look at this verse, the, the broader picture of that is there's some deception. There's deception in the seduction of these things. There's deception in just the, the seduction of those temporary fleeing things in life instead of the things that are deeper, more significant. Proverbs eleven twenty two says this. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman who shows no discretion. As we look through these verses in Proverbs, it oftentimes um, it, it makes these references because it is uh, a book that was written for young men to like, think about wise things. And it's making these analogies. Uh, sometimes it even equates wisdom with the female gender. But I think that as we look a broader picture. The point isn't just about women and their looks. The point is that there is something that can happen to us where we get caught up in a gold ring. We get caught up in the shiny things. We get caught up in those things. But if it's, if it's, a, if it's a disgusting pig behind the scene, you're missing the point. You're missing it. This past, uh, just actually yesterday, I was online and, and a couple of my family members were, were there with me in front of the computer as we were going through and car shopping. I was looking for different cars and different deals and kind of scrolling through, looking for a third car for our family. And we've been thinking about this for a while. And, and I was looking through kind of different lists and sorting through things. And my daughter's like, that one looks pretty good. I'm like, no. It's ugly. And then, then we'd go through it. And I'm like, no, that, I don't like the look of that. I don't know. I don't know why. But 
there's something that is like just the immediate look of a car is such a big deal. Maybe I'm a very superficial person, but it's that gold ring. It's that's what I'm looking at. But the problem is, can you imagine if you just bought a car that looked shiny and nice and new on the outside, but had no engine, had like was completely destroyed on the inside? This is the analogy. This is the picture that it's using in scripture that it's saying, are you missing what is more important? Are you distracted by something? Are you are you not recognizing what true beauty, true value is? Oh, maybe it is important to have a car that you like on the outside, but we all have to recognize it's so much more important that the car runs, right? So much more important. So in your life, I want you to think about this question. Are there gold rings? Are there gold rings in pig snouts that you are pursuing in your life? Are there things in your life that you're just caught up by this shiny thing and you don't recognize what what the bigger picture is? It's almost like having a family that has... The perfect photo album, the perfect picture, everything is in place, everything is beautiful, the lighting is perfect, the background is perfect, and you put that picture out on Facebook, you put that picture out up, you blow it up, you put it on the wall, but the reality is inside the home, it's full of broken relationships. How often do we do that in our culture? Maybe we put out there, everything's okay, everything's great, look at this. Don't look, don't dig any deeper. Don't look any closer. Just look at this outward picture. And if you, if you just focus on that, everything is okay. And it looks all right. But down deep, maybe people are hurting and broken. There's all these things. It was, it was sad and it should always be sad when we hear news like this. That, you know, uh, the national news, which is... Kind of unfortunate, people's private business gets run through the news all the time. But the national news this past couple weeks is that Tom Brady and Giselle are splitting up. Sad, right? Marriage is splitting up. That the two people that you look on the outside and say, these are the most beautiful, put together people in the entire world. But there was something else going on. And it's sad and we should pray for people when they're going through things like this. But it's another picture and reminder in life. That just because everything seems perfect with wealth, money, looks, or whatever it may be, that's not the most significant in life. And it's sad if we live a life that we're trying to, in some ways, give the impression to everyone that the car is shiny and beautiful. Everything looks okay. Everything is is perfect. But on the inside, it's not running. The car's broken down and something's amiss. Let's be honest as people of faith that we can't just live like the world lives. We can't just think about these things like everyone else thinks about these things in superficial ways and think if we... We just focus on those things, it's going to be okay. If we just pretend it's going to be okay. Don't focus so much attention and time on the perfect photo album. 
Work harder on those relationships. Work harder on those things that are of more substance and significance. There's all kinds of different ways that we can live a life where we're, we have a gold ring in a pig's snout. We can have great stuff, great cars, great houses, great big screen TVs, great everything, and great debt. We can, we, we can do those things at the same time, right? Just everything is just got to have it, got to have it, got to have it. But then the stress and the turmoil that comes because we can't afford it. And we, we are living beyond our means and we're stretched thin. It's just all of these examples in life that sometimes we fall into these traps of saying, I just need everything on the outside to look good. And let's not dig beneath the surface in any way. There's all kinds of times in scripture where Jesus pointed out, pointed out the hypocrisy of people of faith sometimes. Where they would say big elaborate prayers, showy prayers. Maybe even give money in ways to, to show how charitable they are. And Jesus said, when you pray... Don't do it in a way to be seen by others. When you give, don't do it in a way to be seen by others. If you do that, then that's going to be your reward, to be seen by others. But if you truly care about the things that are more significant, your soul, your heart, you'll pray in secret. You'll give in secret. You'll do those things not to make a show of them and not to make outward appearance that Everything is okay, but instead, you'll be more concerned about what God thinks and more concerned about those things. So what is it in your life? As we enter into this conversation and think about digging beneath the superficial surfaces, what is it in your life that you would say is a gold ring, but really it's in a pig's snout? It's a gold ring, and it looks good, maybe, but it's, man, it's, it's, a, it's really a mess when you're really honest about it. And, and I got to get real about the fact that just because I'm putting up appearances that things are okay, this is, this is not a good situation in my life. This is not a good priority in my life. Here's my challenge, and here's what I want you to, to, to start thinking about and start, start changing a little bit the way that you think over the next couple of weeks. First of all, I would say is we need to redefine what real beauty is. What is beautiful to you? What is the thing that really gets your attention and gets you excited and, and, and is something that captivates you? We need to redefine what is beautiful. I'll tell you what, in a few moments, this is, this is one of my favorite days and favorite opportunities because it's not just this moment for a couple of minutes that we get to celebrate baptisms and people joining our church, but it's, but it's conversations that have happened for, for, for weeks behind the scenes. It's people making steps of faith. It's people like, like saying, you know what, I want to be a part of a community. Let me tell you something, something that is absolutely beautiful and should inspire us and should draw us in and should be, we should be pumped up about is community. It's a beautiful thing. 
It's a beautiful thing to be a part of a, a community that gathers around one another and supports one another and helps one another and prays for one another and, and carries on and spurs one another on towards love and good deeds. That is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, wonderful thing. And it's something that when we see it and when we're a part of it, we should recognize it right away and say, that's what I'm drawn to. That's what I care about. That's what's important to me. You know, forgiveness is a beautiful thing. A beautiful thing. Something that many times people, people minimize or, or, or don't recognize enough. Is it extending to somebody and saying, you know what? There's been a grievance between us. Maybe you even wronged me, but I'll tell you what. I want to extend you to you forgiveness and grace, and I believe in you. What a powerful thing. What an incredible thing that when somebody who goes even through a, a tragedy in life is able to have the humility, care, concern, and love to extend forgiveness to somebody else, that is beautiful. That is captivating. That is something that should get our attention. You know, in 1 Peter, it makes the contrast between outward appearances. And it says, these things are important. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Gentle and quiet spirit. That inner beauty, that inner depth and sincerity that's something that is beautiful. I'll tell you what, godliness is a beautiful thing. People who are just, in, in very simple ways, not showy ways, not to make a display about it, but in simple ways are, are, are trying to sincerely follow God. Maybe it's a gentle and quiet spirit, but a godly spirit, a loving spirit, one that is growing closer and closer to the heart of God. It's a beautiful thing. And there's been people that I've known in my life, some of the most inspiring people in my life that maybe didn't say a lot. But you knew that the depth of their relationship with God, what they'd be willing to sacrifice. And when you hear a beautiful prayer from a godly person with a, just a gentle, quiet spirit, sincerely praying to God, that's that's beautiful. Godliness is beautiful. Consistency is beautiful. That's, that's a weird thing to think about. But somebody that you can count on over and over that's there, that's reliable, that continues to follow God, that is a beautiful thing. Somebody that's loyal. These things that many times we, we just don't even notice a lot of times. Sometimes we pass over them. Sometimes, you know, people could get lost completely in a crowd and they're not getting any Twitter followers for consistency, quietness, and, and, and anything like this, or quietly forgiving somebody. Nobody is getting like famous off of these things. Those things are truly, truly beautiful. Truly beautiful in life. And so I think it's important for us Really, as people of faith, to be challenged and say, what is my definition of beauty? What is something that moves my heart? What's something that grabs my attention? What's something that I notice in others that other people ignore? Or am I just captivated by 
those outward things. Another thing that I think we need to do in life to truly embrace this is we need to pursue true beauty in our own life. We need to pursue the things that are really significant and important. This is a lecture that happens at my home. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I bring it up often with my daughter, and I think I've brought it up a time or two with you. But uh, uh, my daughter is, you know, at the age where maybe has a little bit of makeup now and then. And whenever she comes in and has any makeup on, I, I like to say, oh, look at, look at you putting on some fake pretty again today. Uh, got fake pretty on. Uh, put on that makeup to uh, make yourself look good, whether you do look good or not. Fake pretty. I, that's just how I like to say it because sometimes I think our world, it is kind of a joke that I have with me and my daughter. But there is a point that I have behind it. I think sometimes we spend too much time worrying about uh, makeup, hair dye, uh, clothes, uh, whatever it may be to say, you know what, I just need to look good and comfortable in that way. Instead of stopping more often to ask ourselves, Am I a person of substance and depth? Am I a person that is close to the heart of God? Am I a person that is spending more time in prayer than in makeup? And it's just something that we should think about as people of faith. I'm going to probably buy a car this next week, and it's probably going to look good on the outside. And that's part of our world that we have, that like we're drawn sometimes to those outward appearances, but let's get it straight. That it, making sure the car runs is more important, right? Making sure those things are in order is more significant. And that's the challenge that the scripture gives us. How can we redefine what is truly beautiful to us? And how can we truly pursue real beauty in our life instead of fake pretty in our life? Will you join me in prayer? God, I thank you for these just simple reminders and principles. Because in this world, sometimes we get caught up on the outward appearances. Maybe this time, this generation, more than any other generation, is just inundated with outward beauty. And that's what's used, God, to sell things, to market things to sometimes even say this is a good thing and this is a bad thing. God, help us to move beyond that. So God, help us to recognize truly beautiful things. Help us to pursue beauty in our life where we're seeking honesty, virtue. We're seeking to be closer to you. We're seeking to be more forgiving.
more loving, more caring. God, do something in our heart, we pray.